call the September 26, 2023 Planning Commission meetings to order. Um, can you, um, Director Phipps, can you take the first item? Yes. Good evening, Chair Luxembourg, Planning Commissioners, staff, and members of the public. This evening's meeting is being held at City of Sausalito's Council Chambers at 420 Litho Street and is open to members of the public. Members of the public may also access this meeting and provide public comment through Zoom. Back to you, Chair. Uh, thank you uh, very much. Can you call the order? Yes, thank you. Commissioner Saad. Here. Commissioner Graff. Here. Commissioner Feller. Here. Vice Chair Junius. Present. Chair Luxembourg. Here. All members are present. Uh, thank you very much. I'll uh, look for an approval of the agenda. Do I look for a motion for that? So moved. Second. Uh, Director Phipps, can you please call roll? Commissioner Saad. Yes. Commissioner Graff. Yes. Commissioner Feller. Yes. Vice Chair Junius. Yes. Chair Luxembourg. Yes. Motion carries. Uh, next item on the agenda is public comments uh, for items not on the agenda. Director Phipps, if you could give us the instructions for that. Yep. Thank you, Chair. This is the time for the Planning Commission to hear from citizens regarding matters that are not on the agenda. Except in very limited situations, state law precludes the Planning Commission from taking action on or engaging in discussions concerning items of business that are not on the agenda. However, the Planning Commission may refer matters not on the agenda to staff or direct the subject be agendized at a future meeting. Video or audio public comment participation is limited to three minutes per speaker. If you'd like to make a comment, please raise your hand in person or in the Zoom application, and you will be called upon when it is your time to speak. To raise your hand from a phone, press star nine. Each speaker will be notified when time has elapsed. Thank you, Director Phipps. I note for the record, we received an email on September 26th in, uh, asking that that item be included uh, as part of the record for this evening. So we will do that. Uh, are there any other comments from the public in the audience? I'm not seeing any. Uh, is there anybody on Zoom? Uh, Director Phipps. Uh, Chair, seeing no raised hands in the Zoom application and looking to the audience, seeing none. Back to you. Thank you very much. Next item is approval of the Planning Commission minutes. So moved. Second. All those, uh, can you please call, call roll, Director Phipps? Yes, thank you, Chair. Commissioner Saad? Yes. Commissioner Graff? Yes. Commissioner Feller? Yes. Vice Chair Junius? Yes. Chair Luxembourg? Yes. Motion passes. Uh, at this point, we're going to move on to item five, communications. Uh, Director Phipps, is there a report from community, uh, from CDDD? Um, yes. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, I have a few brief communication items this evening. The first relates to an inquiry from Commissioner Feller in connection with our tree fund. Uh, regarding the fund, following correspondence with our finance director, Chad Hess, I understand we currently have just over $2,000 in that account. This is due to two instances of funds being paid into the account, one in fiscal year 2022 and one in fiscal year 2023. These funds can be used at any time, and staff will collaborate with Kevin McGowan, the city's public works director, to identify projects where new trees or tree repl replacements are needed and allocate those funds as appropriate. So that does it for the tree replacement fund. Uh, the second update is related to code enforcement in the city, and let me just bear with me for a moment and let me share a screen. 
All right. Regarding code enforcement cases, uh, we have seen a significant reduction in outstanding cases since I joined the department. Uh, around 11 months ago, there were approximately 100 outstanding cases. That number stands at around 28 today, which represents a nearly 75% reduction. Uh, those results are partially shown in the graph displayed here, which reflects some of the performance metric tracking that we have implemented in the department since our newest code enforcement officer, Mr. Paul Van Hook, joined our team. His efforts are extremely appreciated, and uh, he has not only significantly reduced our outstanding case list and uh, assisted me in integrating performance metrics into our code enforcement case tracking, but has also made meaningful connections within the community while doing so. So I commend him for that um, and look forward to future progress in uh, addressing some of these additional or ongoing outstanding code enforcement cases. On to update number three this evening related to the housing element, the odds, and the EIR. Uh, specifically, staff is bringing contract amendments with our housing element and odds consultants to City Council on October 3. Uh, and this is in order to continue collaboration with consultants in preparing our housing element EIR, uh, program EIR, general plan amendments, rezoning amendments, uh, as well as preparation of the final odds document. So look forward to bringing that item to council. We're in preparation on the staff report now. Uh, feel free to join us. On to the last update. Following planning commission approval with conditions on September 13th, CDD received an appeal, timely appeal from Michael Rex on behalf of a group of 42 total appellants in connection with the Ferrylandside Improvement Project. Uh, pursuant to section 10.84 of our code, CDD will work to schedule a public hearing with the city council to review the record of the decision and hear testimony of the appellant, the applicant, and any other interested parties. Uh, we are still settling on the exact date of that hearing, but we'll keep the planning commission apprised of any updates. That does it for me this evening, Chair, and back to you. Uh, thank you, Director Phipps. At this point, well, we'll look for planning commissioners who have any updates on any of our working groups. I will give one for our parklets. We now understand we'll be meeting in October uh, with the working group and with the intent of having something to the city council by the end of the year. So that's where we stand with parklets. Uh, and with that, any other commissioners want to give updates? Uh, Commissioner Junior. Thank you, Chair Luxembourg. Um, I think you mentioned this at the last meeting. Um, you know, the the work in Sacramento just continues unabated on housing issues. Um, SB 423, though, I just wanted a heads up for the community. That's a pretty important one. It's complex. I'm not going to go through any of the real details here, but one of the biggest changes, that's the one that extends SB 35 to January 1st, 2036. So um, we're going to, you know, that that uh, law was going to sunset soon and it did just get extended uh, out uh, quite a number of years. Um, you know, a big piece of that has to do with San Francisco. We're not going to talk about that. But um, I, I would comment that, you know, one of the features of a lot of these housing laws is that they require um, certain pay grades and prevailing wage and things like skilled and trained workforce, um, which, you know, is is a can be a costly issue for projects and is probably one of the reasons why we're not seeing a ton of construction right now, you know, notwithstanding the 
you know, including the interest rates and all the other, you know, economic uh, headwinds that many developers are facing. Um, but I, I would point out that smaller projects um, don't have to uh, um, comply with some of those um, uh, issues. Um, and um, so I think there may be a chance here that we're going to see in Marin County and other, other places in the Bay Area, uh, lots more smaller projects that are going to try to take advantage of SB 35. Um, and of course, it continues to refine and make sure everybody's aware of, of how, how limited the scope of local review uh, for communities um, all over the Bay Area and all over California will have for these kind of projects. They are ministerial. So um, at some point when the economy starts to really start moving, I think we're going to see a lot of those projects. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Vice Chair Junius. Uh, other commissioners? Anybody on? Uh, Commissioner Fellow. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. Um, first, uh, Director Phipps, uh, bravo on some really heavy lifts on uh, getting the department on track and really excelling. So it's most appreciated. And, and it's nice to see that our tree fund is actually working. It's doing its purpose and uh, really pleased about that. So thank you. Thank you for all the hard work there. I, I will note that the Planning Commission still has its housing element subcommittee in place as well. Where we can be of help, I know you will call upon us, so I will leave that to you. Uh, I just wanted to give an update uh, to the commission and to the public here uh, about the uh, uh, landslide task force. And I'm looking at my notes here, so forgive me for looking down, but I did uh, coordinate earlier this week with Director McGowan, our Director of Public Works, who uh, does have a contract with Miller Pacific to assess Sausalito and it looks like they have been making great strides in progress, and I'm pleased about that as well. Uh, a couple steps were outlined here, which I am reading off uh, my page here. Um, Miller Pacific will be drafting a report for which there'll be an internal review with the rest of DPW um, and probably CDD as well, I'm assuming, uh, but that will be internal with city staff. Um, any minor changes to that will then be forwarded, incorporated and then forwarded to the landslide task force for uh, our review, our preliminary review, and then we'll meet with Miller Pacific and uh, then uh, that report would be uh, presented to the city council um, with any of the landslide task force comments. I don't have any specific timeframes on this, but I do believe um, that it's very clear what the roadmap is and the path forward. And there's obviously been quite a bit of um, progress here. So I'm delighted to be able to um, report on that. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank, you. thank you, Commissioner Fowler. Uh, Commissioner Graff, Commissioner Sine, any updates? Okay. With that, uh, we'll close. Uh, do I have to have public, public comment on, commission, on communications, Director? Yes. Yes. At this point, we will allow for public comment for any, uh, anything regarding item five, communications. Uh, I'll look to the audience. There is none. Chair, seeing none on the Zoom application. Um, Thank you. Uh, we'll now close public comment on items five and move on to item six, public hearing. At this time, I'm going to ask commissioners if there are any ex parte communication for regarding the public hearing items. Commissioner side. Uh, visited both sites on my own, um, walked by, but nothing to declare. No ex parte communications. Thank you. Uh, Vice Chair Junius. None to declare. Uh, Vice Chair, I mean, Commissioner Graff. None. Uh, Commissioner Feller? Nothing to declare. Uh, and myself, nothing to declare. With the, uh, At this point, we will move on to item 6A, which is uh, 660 Bridge Bridgeway Boulevard. 
I'm going to turn that over to um, Matthew. Thank you. Hello, commissioners. Good evening. Um, yes, uh, first item on the agenda today that we'll be presenting on is uh, 660 Bridgeway, which is um, renovation to the second story front elevation of the barrel house. If we could get that presentation up real quick. Thank you. Okay, great. Uh, next slide, please. So just to give you guys a little orientation, I know everyone knows where this is in town, but we're in the heart of our historic district here in Sausalito, right at the intersection of Bridgeway and Princess Street. Um, you can see the Barrel House restaurant right there with its distinct barrel vault architecture um, right next to several historic buildings, including 666 Bridgeway, which is now a Morver, and uh, several other buildings across the street on Princess. Also to um, the right, uh, south side is a uh, Yi Tak Chi, a little pocket park there that um, we're all very fond of. Um, next slide. The request from the applicant is for a certificate of appropriateness and a design review permit uh, to again renovate that second floor front elevation of a historic structure located at 660 Bridgeway, which is now the Barrel House. Um, the scope of works inc includes a demolition of uh, existing second level recessed storefront style windows. Um, partial demolition of existing front material fixed to the concrete arch, including metal supports, wood trim, plaster platform, as well um, as the sign. Um, the replacement of storefront windows with will be done with accordion style sliding doors, as we'll see in a second. These will be placed forward in the arch to be flush with the facade. Um, construction of the new glass and steel safety railing um, to create somewhat of a Juliet balcony will also be in play. It will match uh, the rear east elevation of the building, um, which is again, glass and metal balconies, uh, and it will be flush with the concrete arch facade. Um, as mentioned already, the sign will be removed, um, but will also be replaced after the renovation is complete. Next slide, please. So um, as you're well, well aware from the staff report, this already went to HBC a couple of times. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of a site history on the building because it is quite an interesting building here in our historic downtown. Um, the site was first occupied by the real estate offices of uh, Sausalito Land and Ferry Co. Uh, that photo right there is from 1910, but that building was originally built in 1902. The upper floor of that building also housed Sausalito's first public library, which is now here in City Hall. So a little interesting bit of history about the site there. Um, in 1941, the building was demolished and um, the Purity Market Store was placed there and has that distinctive arch of many Purity Market stores um, around California at that time. Um, and you can also see it in this slide in particular, um, the windows and the glass that were at that time also flush with the facade and the concrete arch. Next slide, please. Um, the, the building was then changed in uh, first in 1968 um, to a restaurant um, up on the upper floor right there. You can see in the deep background of that photo, um, a restaurant known as the Deck House. That photo is from 1971. You can kind of see that deck protruding from the exterior of the barrel vaulted structure there. Um, and then this photo was taken slightly before when the, when the building was um, for lease. You can see the arch at that time was painted green, which is kind of interesting. Um, and it became an Italian restaurant known as Il Piccolo in 2009. Uh, next slide, please. Um, and as you can see, some of those distinctive features I discussed before of this chain of markets that ran throughout California, you could see that, again, the distinct barrel vault arch there, um, one in Pacific Grove uh, right there. And then you could see the windows with the horizontal glazing matching um, our example in Sausalito down to the bottom left. Next slide, please. 
Um, as mentioned, this project has gone to the HPC in several occasions in various forms. I'm just going to touch on the last two um, primary occurrences here. Uh, the first of those was in February um, of 2023. This original design that was presented at this meeting um, had a protruding extending deck that encroached over the public sidewalk and came pretty close to a traffic light as well. Um, this, and you can see that in the slide to your left there. Um, this was a was a was recommended for denial by the HPC at that time. The applicant then revised their plans, and this was heard um, last month, or sorry, beginning of this month, September seventh, twenty twenty three, where you could see that the deck was brought back in to be flush with the exterior of the building, and there are the accordion style doors that you can see there, and the the balcony that is um, proposed. Uh, this was recommended for approval by the HPC uh, at this hearing. And um, this is the design we'll be discussing today. Um, the HPC also had several recommendations um, for conditions of approval, but I'm gonna wait till the end of the presentation to touch on those. Next slide, please. So this is a bit of the existing plan that we're familiar with here um, at the Barrel House. As you can see, um, those the arch right there with the window kind of recessed back several feet. Um, some of the wood trim on the interior of the barrel vault will be removed. Those two metal support beams that you see right there will also be removed and the glass will be brought forward to be flushed with the facade. Next slide, please. So there's an example of what we're gonna be looking at with this new design. Um, you can see on the left and then on the right, we have a bit of a site plan there, a floor plan looking at the accordion style doors that will move back and allow you know, light and air to then pass through the building where that balcony is. Next slide, please. Um, and here is just a rendering provided by the architect, a uh, little bit more practical feel of what that would look like um, from the street with those doors open. Next slide. So recommendation, based on the scope of work proposed um, and the, the work done also by our historic architect and the previous historic evaluation, staff recommends approval um, with conditions of the design review permit and the certificate of appropriateness. Um, the project is consistent with the requisite findings um, of both the certificate of appropriateness and the design review sections of the Sausalito Municipal Code. Uh, the proposed alterations meet the intent and the director, direction of the Secretary of Interior Standards 1 through 10, as discussed in the staff report. Overall, the changes are rather minimal. The main distinctive features of the buildings are not being modified. In fact, they're actually being enhanced. Um, the primary envelope of the building with its barrel vaults will remain intact, uh, including the roof line, front elevation, and um, arches. No conjectural elements are being added in this proposal. Um, if we go to the next slide, I've touched on some of the recommendations of approval right here. So uh, the conditions of approval, rather, HPC had a couple recommendations, and I kind of want to leave some of these at the discretion of the Planning Commission to decide if they would like to enforce those or not. Um, the first one of their recommendation was that the applicant consider reconfiguring the new glazing, um, the new window glazing, so that it more closely resembles the original 1941 glazing pattern, which we've seen previously of that more horizontal pattern um, on the front. If you can go to the next slide really quickly, they've also provided a rendering of what that might look like, um, if that's something that the Planning Commission um, would like to have as a condition of approval, and we'll leave that open for discussion. You go back to the previous slide, please. Um, also, there's some exposed piping on the second story on the northern elevation of the building. This abuts 666 Bridgeway. Um, 
They recommended that this should be covered and hidden from public view and that any unpainted or unfinished surfaces and siding should be repaired. And I do agree with this recommendation and would like to include that as a condition of approval. Um, there was also some discussion about the sign and whether or not there was a legitimate permit for that sign. Um, I've done some research on it and found that we do have a sign permit that was issued at a joint hearing of the then historic landmarks board and planning commission at that time in 2012 and i've included that as an attachment as well to the staff report um and then when it comes to our department cdd standard conditions of approval apply including conformance with plans on file indemnity indemnification of the city and that the permit would expire in two years if there wasn't um, any construction pursued so that is the end of my presentation and uh happy to answer any questions the commissioners may have uh thank you mr mandage again an excellent report as usual we really appreciate that thank you uh, I, at this point, uh, questions from staff, um, for staff. Uh, questions for staff, of staff, or for staff, <laughs> questions uh, for staff, uh, Mr. Saad. I get it. Um, thank you. That was a great presentation. I actually only had one question in terms of the um, standing area, that Juliet balcony. Is there a people limit? Will people clearly be able to stand out there or any can you just touch on on that? Yeah, space? absolutely. So, I mean, the way it's 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 kind of um, shaped now, I think it's more of something for people to be passing by. It's not an extended balcony where people. I think the original design that we saw the slide from from the February HBC meeting had more of an extended balcony where perhaps people could mingle or you could put a couple of chairs and tables potentially. Um, but in this design, I feel like it's more of just letting light and air in. Um, I can let the applicant speak on that a little bit in a second um, when it comes to be that time. But um, there might be some changes in seating arrangements in there to take advantage of the new accordion doors. But, you know, I don't anticipate people really just like standing there and hanging out there a lot. But again, uh, I could be wrong on that. I think it's more of just kind of creating a different ambiance in there, allowing um, you've been in the restaurant before, I imagine, like the way it is now, those windows are pretty dark, you're kind of set back, you don't really have access, you feel kind of cut off from the street. Um, this will be, you know, a more open feel, feel more connected to that intersection. And I think, again, just kind of letting air and light pass through. Um, and as you know, the back end of the building is open as well, and there's seating back there. So it'll just kind of create, especially on a nice day like today, a, a more flowing, you know, light environment. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, Commissioner Graff, any questions? Uh, Commissioner Fellows? Uh, thank you, Matthew. That was an excellent presentation and great report. Uh, I, I do just have a couple quick questions. And one is, do you have a photograph or any information about those pipes that were mentioned? I do actually, actually I do. I'm, I found it that there's one, um, Maria, if you can pull the presentation back up very quickly on the, I'll point it out to you here once we get it up. Just the second slide, please. And and they're barrel house pipes. They're yeah. not the adjacent owner. No, they're they're on the yeah that slide. And we make that larger. You can see right here. Oh, okay. There's this bit. Um, slide two. No worries. All good. All good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So right here, there's this bit of siding and there's some piping coming out and it's unfinished and it kind of like remains in this condition today. So you don't really notice it that much from the street, yeah. but it but it is there. And okay. um, it would be nice to get that finished off and covered up and just, you know, more aesthetically pleasing oh, to the building. Okay. Yeah, there, there. Oh yeah, is that from Google? This is from yeah. the street view on Google Maps. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I didn't notice it uh, when I've been by. So thank you for clarifying that. Mm -hmm. Do we know what those pipes are? 
I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, I think they might be related to the HVAC system. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if the applicant has any idea about that. We can discuss in a second. Okay. Yeah, that, that's great. This is helpful. Thank you. Uh -huh. And the only other question I had, uh, is in terms of hours of operation, uh, because you're going to have these open accordion doors and, you know, take advantage of our wonderful weather here. Uh, do you know if the applicant is looking for any modification to their existing operating hours? I'm not aware of any that was not mentioned in the application. Um, feel free to ask them. I'm yeah. sure they we'll could do. clarify. Yeah. yeah, we'll do. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Feller. Uh, Chair Junius. Okay. I just have one quick question, just clarification. You yeah. said that that sketch, well, they provided that sketch. Who's the they? Is it HPC or the applicant? Uh, which sketch were we referring uh, to? The one that showed horizontal uh, uh the applicant provided that applicant the one that we showed at the end with the horizontal yeah that was the applicant that was a rendering that was uh provided just this week before the meeting uh just as an idea to to show what that could look like okay i just wanted to clarify whether it was hpc or the applicant. yeah no okay. applicant yes um with uh, any other questions uh no so with that we will go to uh the applicant's presentation uh you. you'll have up to 15 minutes to do your app, uh, to do your presentation, if uh, you want to save some time in case there's any questions uh, from uh, the audience afterwards, you can wrap up at the end as well. So feel free to reserve some of that 15 minutes if you need it. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Chair Luxembourg, and uh, thank you, Commissioners. Um, I'll be pretty brief because, uh, as as you said, uh, we had a um, a great presentation by our planner, Mr. Mandich. Um, Let's see here. Um, I just uh, wanted to um, point out that uh, um, it was heard by the uh, planning committee, or I'm sorry, the historic planning commission three times. And uh, this deck was uh, was initially uh, two, um, two projects, but it was split in two. And so um, this deck was meant to provide an outdoor space for the Verrill House restaurant along the bridgeway frontage. Uh, the deck protruded approximately two feet initially into the public right-of-way and had beveled corners. Uh, the design was ultimately denied, but uh, based on the feedback provided by the HPC and the historic uh, preservationists we consulted with, we determined that the deck protruded beyond the face um, too much and was not consistent with the history of the building. Uh, therefore, we sought to change the design uh, to one that would be contained within the boundary of the outside face of the facade. What we eventually settled on is a Juliet balcony solution. Uh, this is a guardrail that is flush with a facade wall fronting a door opening. In our case, we pushed the existing storefront wall forward and uh, so it is directly behind the new glass and steel guardrail which is set back from the building face six inches we also introduced a 20 foot by eight foot five panel folding door system in the center of the storefront this gives the feeling of an outdoor space to the uh, people at the front of the restaurant while the door is open while we are only, well, in reality, we're only adding indoor space, 219 square feet of it. Um, the existing signage will remain. Um, 
I wanted to also briefly comment on the three recommendations of the HPC. Um, the first one, which is the horizontal mullion bands, um, while we appreciate the recommendation, we prefer not to add them. Um, the second recommendation, which would be uh, providing screening for those piping, which include uh, uh, the main electrical feed and I believe gas. Um, we actually welcome that a great deal. We think it's a great recommendation and we'll con simply continue um, one of the forward faces of the wall to conceal those piping. And uh, the last recommendation, which was just a, uh, a check on the validity of the signage that was a uh, previously approved signage that is to remain unchanged. Um, Commissioner Feller, I'm I'm actually glad you asked about the uh, the piping because yeah, we were really looking forward to uh, cleaning up the facade. So that's all I have. It's a pretty small uh, scope of work. So um, uh, we appreciate your feedback and we welcome any questions. Thank you very much. Uh, just quickly, just to clarify, you're adding this 219 square feet of space inside. There's a series of banquettes that are currently there. Are, are you intending to add any seats or are you just going to adjust where the location of the seats? There will be additional seating added. Okay. Yeah. And that's... Do you know how many seats you'll be adding? At this time, we don't have a specific count. Okay. All right. Uh, with that, uh, questions from uh, commission members, Vice Chair Junior. Thank you, Chair Luxembourg. Um, can you uh, identify yourself and your relationship to the project? Sure. Um, my name is Miller Darterberry. I'm the applicant and designer. So you're the designer. You're the architect. Um, okay. Is and the the can you expand a little bit on you know I mean I, I totally understand why you wouldn't want to change after you've decided a certain window profile or window system. Um, is it a is it just aesthetics, or is there a, is there a significant reason why you wouldn't uh, be open to the different windows? Just just out of curiosity. Well, I I would humbly suggest that I, I wouldn't say just aesthetics. I think aesthetics are very important, and it's it's an extremely important facade. Um, I have great respect for the history of the building. I you know one of my first jobs was at an historic preservation firm in San Diego, so I, I'm very familiar with the Secretary of Interior standards. But I think in in this particular instance, the um, the building has evolved to a point where um, uh, it's mostly clear glass, you know, unencumbered views of bay, of city, you know, of the street, and I and uh, we want to reflect what's happening at the rear, which is which is that. And I would also assume that the um, I, I should have looked at the plans a little more carefully. The the window change would it change your it would change the operation of the of the folding doors and it would be a totally different system, yes? That's correct. Okay. And and currently it's just a fixed glazing. Exactly, great. Thank you. Uh, other question? Uh, Commissioner Graff. Thank you, Chair Luxembourg. Um, well, I'm also interested in seeing the relationship between the proposed uh, glazing and the sketch the response to the recommended glazing <clears throat> is it possible that we could look at those two sort of side by side to compare them do we have the capability to do that or one after the other i'd like to see them both again 
Commissioner Grafe, I did notice um, those slides um, going by. They were towards the end. So, um, And while we're waiting for that, uh, there was um, uh, in the description <clears throat> um, that had to do with some partial demolition of some of the surrounding uh, features or uh, you know around the windows. So I'm not I, I didn't understand what that was exactly. So I think you have a section. Well. Yeah, yes, sir. As a matter of fact, the, the demolition will actually be pretty limited, but you'll notice um, because the um, current facade, you know, the, the current glass storefront wall is set back, call it like two or three feet. Oh, okay. And then so there's an exposed ceiling there, you know, with starter boards, with uh, stained starter boards there. And so we have to, you know, in bringing the storefront forward, those, you know, that, that finished ceiling is now going to be inside. So it's going to be a different, uh, it's going to conform to what's happening inside the, uh, this, the restaurant right now. Perhaps it's the rendering right there. Um, it's been provided. And then we have um, the first pattern here with the accordion doors, just a rendering of that. And you can see, here as well. Um, so you've got those openings there, and then this would be the potential change. Yep. And those two vertical numbers, what, support? They're actually non-structural. So you're going to, the way I understand it, you're going to put the glass railing like right out of the leading edge of the arc, right? That's right. And then lighting. Correct. So, I was just, uh, but before we leave that, how how would you do the horizontals? I mean, how would it's still folding glass, right? You just is are they going to be in between the double the double glazed windows, or are they applied, or how would the horizontal be done? Um, they would be in between, so they'd be integral, as a, as opposed to applique. Okay. Other questions, uh, Commissioner Gray? No more questions. Okay. Right Commissioner Keller. Um, thank you, Chair. And uh, thank you, Mr. Arterbury, for uh, your presentation here. Uh, just a quick question. Uh, would you have to close the restaurant to do the demolition and new construction of this curtain wall that you're contemplating here? It's a very, that's a very good uh, question, Commissioner Feller. Um, actually, I, I believe that the work could um, uh, could commence uh, with the restaurant operating. Um, I would uh, point out that our owner, um, Mr. Chris Henry, 
is uh, probably watching, so he may have some comments and uh, he may be able to better elucidate on that. Okay, he, he's welcome. If he is, he's welcome to answer that question now, or he can use, uh, I think you've got 11 and a half minutes to, uh, you know, for conclusion after we take public comment, and he's well welcome to take some of that as well. Uh, one of the reasons I'm asking just for insight to you is there have been times, depending on the complexity of the demolition and new construction, that we will require that the building permit for the new construction be issued before you start the demolition so we don't end up in a situation, particularly a prime business and location like this downtown, that it just sits half done or, or empty and not you know, uh, you know, know, generating traffic down here. That That was the reason for my asking. Um, and point. sometimes how how we condition things. Uh, otherwise, um, I I think that this is a fantastic project, and um, thank you for that. I'm I'm interested to hear public comment on it as well. But I'm I'm delighted at what I see. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Feller. Other comments? Other questions of the uh, applicant? Uh, does uh, do we does Mister Henry is on Zoom. Does he want to respond to that question? Because it was a question from the commission. Uh, Mr. Henry, if you want to respond to that question, just raise your hand in the Zoom application. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead, uh, Mr. Henry. Uh, okay. Go right ahead. Thank you. Oh, okay, thank you. Uh, well, first of all, I just want to commend Matt for doing a great job and in, in putting this presentation together. I think it's the best one that I've heard, and and uh, you know, a nice job on that, Matt. Uh, uh, to answer your your question, we we wouldn't plan on closing the restaurant down. Uh, it may be closed one day when we're, uh, you know, doing the the transfer of the of the actual door. Uh, but the the demolition is, is minimal. Uh, we would just be replacing some of the fixed uh, fixed plane windows with uh, uh, with the door system. Uh, and we would coordinate all that. And and we, we may have to close for one day, but certainly wouldn't keep it closed for any more than that. that that's the objective. Uh, thank you very much for that. Um, with that, let's may, turn it may over. I ask, sorry, may I ask one quick uh, question? Yeah, Mr. Sai. Um, so you, what you just said earlier about not preferring um, that HPC recommendation on the glazing, um, if it were approved with that condition, would you not move forward with that um, project and design? Um, I believe we would move forward. Um, yeah. We, yeah, we would move forward. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Saad. Uh, at this point, uh, we'll uh, ask for public comment. Uh, anybody in the audience wants to provide public comment, please fill out a speaker card. And in the Zoom application, please raise your hand. Uh, don't see anybody in the audience uh, raising, uh, coming forward, and I don't see anybody on Zoom. Therefore, I will close uh, public comment portion of this hearing, and at this point, bring it back to the commission. Um, uh, Vice Chair Judy. Thank you, Chair uh, Luxembourg. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I get a feeling we're very supportive in general, and I don't think there's going to be much of an issue tonight, although I think the windows are probably going to be the, the talking point here. I mean, I'll just kick it off. Um, I'm pretty familiar with historic buildings uh, and historic preservation standards and the Secretary of Interior standards, and I, I do find it kind of fascinating that the Historic Preservation Commission has, you know, asked you to move forward with the glazing design that harkens back to the, you know, a previous uh, some previous construction and, and original design, I think. And that's that's kind of not consistent with with standard number nine, which specifically says the new work will be differentiated from the old and will. Um, and so I don't know it. it I, I. I'm usually the guy that's going to support the, the sponsor here. And so you're going to see that tonight as well. Um, I don't see a significant difference in terms of the look and feel. I think you're probably going to have some different doors and a whole different program if you're if you're asked and forced to do a different window, um, different window pattern there. Um, so I'm very much supportive of what you've already proposed. And I, I do think, given the fact that the only really remaining historic relevant piece of this building is the is the you know the barrel roof right everything else has been changed over the years it's been you know remodeled and remodeled and remodeled and so um i think you should be able to do what you want with the windows and i'd be supportive of the project as is but with the change i, I of course support uh, screening the the pipes thank you thank you vice chair junius uh other comments uh commissioner fellow Thank you, Chair, um, and thank you, uh, Vice Chair Junis, for bringing up um, uh, number nine there of for, from the state uh, historic um, standards, because uh, I, I support that as well. I think you have designed this. You're well aware what those standards are, and I don't think we need to pile on and design from this dais a facade that you have taken a lot of time to consider, both in terms of form and function and what those standards are. Um, I would completely support uh, screening or enclosing those pipes and just cleaning up that facade, if I can refer to it that way. And then I would also uh, want to uh, consider and propose to the rest of my commissioners here another condition of just ensuring that we have a design permit before we issue the demo permit uh, to make sure the sequencing of the work is as quick and painless as possible and and should you need to close your operation temporarily that you have everything in place to do so um, quickly uh, expeditiously and without disruption to the service uh, and i'm fully supportive of your project and i th i thank you for the the time you and care you took to proposing this thank you thank you commissioner feller uh, other comments oh. uh, commissioner side commissioner side I just would put a motion on the floor to um, approve this project. Um, I think we would, we're all stemming down the line of uh, alignment here, but I do think there is the condition of approval as of right now with the glazing in there. So we would probably just need to discuss that if we're um, we're saying to, re to remove that. I, I, I agree with both um, Vice Chair Junius and Commissioner Feller um, on that topic. And I think the windows are fine as is as designed. So just to clarify that, so we can note that in the conditions. Thank you, Commissioner Saad, Commissioner Griff. Um, thank you, Chair Luxembourg. Um, I'd like to go back to the windows again. Uh, could, could we look at the elevation or one of the renderings that shows the proposed glazing that you're that you are proposing 
Did we look at that? Not that one. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm assuming that, is there one that's got just a straight on elevation that doesn't show it? Um, I think there is there is one somewhere. Uh, of your proposed windows. Well, yeah, I guess that would be it, okay. Um, above the doors is that glazed yes and in the corners the, it, it appears dark in the rendering that's all glazed correct that's correct okay J just for clarification the applicant is saying yes to your questions he's not at a microphone but just so the public can oh, oh okay hear you. and also i apologize the last time around i don't think i had my microphone on so i i hope it was recorded um okay um then i i would the only question i have is this kind of a, a a design issue and that is why some of the verticals didn't extend up all the way up to the top of the arch um this is kind of a design thing i'm wondering if you thought about that Commissioner, yeah. sure, th this is deliberation. This is deliberation time. I think we, we, we need. Oh, to... it's just I'm 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 curious as, as it, it, the answer that would question has to do with the with the deliberations. Uh, but anyway, okay. Why, uh, can we, uh, but, but, why don't we have the uh, architect just explain why the uh, mullions don't go all the way up? If um. If we had to go with that solution, we probably uh, we probably would want to bring those uh, verticals up. I, I think, but um, uh, here's yeah. The, in the other rendering, it, something goes all the way up. Yeah. Okay. So you you would prefer to do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, great. Then the only other uh, thank you issue in my mind is the sign. And uh, I don't think there's any problem with the sign because it was approved. However, I would like to offer that the sign is almost impossible to read because it's the same color as the background and it's cut out letters and there are shadows and it's just kind of a little salad there. Um, I was thinking that that would be a much more successful um, uh, sign if they were a lighter color, lighter than most of the background. Just a thought, I think that would really help it. Uh, and that anything behind it was also darkened so that um, it, it, it just, it's, it's, it's busy when you look at it and it could be a lot cleaner looking and that's my that's a comment on the effectiveness of the sign. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's fine. I like the project. I think it's well designed. Um, uh, I I think the rest of the commissioners are pretty much on board with it, and and I am too. So uh, well done. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Graff. Um, uh, I also uh, am supportive of of this proposal, and uh, 
and I'm satisfied without uh, pursuant to number nine of the historic standards that uh, we don't want to make it appear like it was there originally. Uh, so I'm I'm okay with uh, not adding those elements plus it'll block view and that type of thing. Um, with that, um, I'm going to note that the commissions, uh, the conditions of approval attached to the agenda do include that change and do include the uh, enclosing the piping uh, and do not include a specific thing that says the building permit must be issued prior to any demolition. So if um, with that as a baseline, uh, I heard a motion for approval. Uh, uh, we need to clarify what conditions are in and out and we need a second. So I'm gonna turn it back to Commissioner Saad for what is the motion at this point. So I'm trying to find it because I it's thought attachment. I saw it. Attachment, attachment one are the findings. Yeah. yeah, but it's under the agenda. It's the last, I think it's the last attachment. It, yeah, yeah. attachment two, there are five. And there's conditions four and five of the relevant ones. I'm sorry. Am I not? I might thank you. Here's a print copy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so the motion would be to approve um, and to the applicant remove condition four, which will remove the glazing that has been proposed by the HPC. And to keep condition five for the exposed piping to be hidden from public view. And I think I heard Com Com Commissioner Feller ask for the um, permit to be, the building permit to be issued um, at the same time. So we can add that if everyone's comfortable. I'll take a second. Yeah. And for clarification, that's issue the demo permit once the building permit is ready. So Thank you'll you. have you'll pull both permits at the same time, so you'll have ease of efficiency and sequencing in completing your work. And with that, I would second that motion. Uh, thank you. Are there any questions, Commissioner Griff? Um, yeah, back to the glazing, uh, the issue of uh, extending some of the uh, mullions up to the top of the arch. You were saying that you would prefer to do that. It's not shown in the drawings. So if you want to do it, and I think it would be a good idea, then we need to have a mechanism for you doing that, either in the conditions or you have to make us a promise or something. It has to be a condition. Yeah, we'd have to condition that. To do condition you... So do we want to condition that? Or does does anybody feel it, it's, it's, it's important or a condition? Well, I'd, I'd like to clarify from the applicant if that really is what they wanted. I mean, they proposed what we're going to vote on in a second. Absent that, uh, you raise a very good architectural question. I mean, if they want to change it, now's the time. <laughs> or, or yeah, we would, you know, so. I'd just uh, like to state that we'd prefer to not have any muttons, but if we, um, if we were compelled to do them, we, we would uh, bring the verticals up. Oh, I misunderstood. I thought Sorry. you said that you 
we're thinking of doing that and would prefer to do it. So I, apologies. I think you have a very good eye, Commissioner. I, I, I kind of agree with you, but uh, but yeah, we prefer not to have any mullions. <laughs> We uh, not going to die on, on those. Yeah. So let, let's leave the motion as is on the floor. Exactly. Fine. Okay. Any further uh, questions from commissioners at this point? Uh, okay. With that, uh, we have a motion and a second. Uh, Director Phipps, are you clear on what the wording is that need, uh, the adjustments that we need to make? To yes. Thank you, Chair. Okay. With that, can you take the roll? Certainly. Commissioner Saad? Yes. Commissioner Graff? Yes. Commissioner Feller? Yes. Vice Chair Junius? Yes. Chair Luxembourg? Yes. Motion passes. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, with that, we'll move on to uh, item 6B. Uh, item 6B is at 2729 Crescent Avenue. Uh, Mr. Man uh, Mr. Mandage, this one is also yours. Hello again, commissioners. So uh, moving from a commercial building to a residential building here, um, talking about a duplex located uh, in the neighborhood known as Hurricane Gulch um, on Crescent Avenue. Um, we can get a presentation up there real quick. Thank you very much, Maria. All right, yes, so this is for a non-conformity permit um, to replace a existing non-conforming deck that is built into a setback and slightly overhangs a property line. If we could do next slide, please. Um, this is just a little idea of the project location here we're doing with a very narrow, long lot. Um, if I remember correctly from the report, about 34 feet by 180. So a very narrow lot there. Um, you can see it on the left uh, in the rendering from Marin map. And then we've got a Google map. You can see that the duplex itself is set really far back from the street, um, deep into that area. And Sausalito Boulevard is right there above. So very steep drop off from Sausalito Boulevard down to Crescent. Uh, next slide, please. So the request of the applicant is for the approval of a non-conforming permit to demolish and reconstruct an existing non-conforming 359 square foot entry deck and the accompanying staircase. Um, right now, the existing deck encroaches into the required easterly side yard setback and extends over the easterly property line onto 21 Crescent and 324 Sausalito Boulevard. As proposed, the replacement deck would continue to occupy the required side yard setback up to the property line, but the encroachment onto that adjacent property would be removed. Um, here are just some images of the existing site plan. As you can see here, um, that red line is the property line and the deck as you enter just hangs over ever so slightly um, over that property line. Um, and then the deck does continue. This is where we're getting a lot of the square footage for the deck is back here, not the thin near, narrow entry pathway that you see here. The proposed site plan would again, keep the entry deck in a relatively similar location as it's needed to access the entrance of the lower unit uh, of the property, 27 Crescent, but it would bring the deck over back onto the property um, and negate any encroachment that is existing currently. Next slide, please. Uh, just a little bit of highlights from the elevation here. As you can see, here's the deck and the proposal. It's pretty much a like-for-like -like replacement. Giving you an image here, kind of looking to the south along this line. So this is, there's the staircase right there, right there. Looking, as you can see, it's a pretty deep drop off here. Um, you've got a slope moving down um, and then also a slope here. In fact, can we go back one slide, please? You can see on the, to the topo survey here how it 
kind of drops down into this little valley and then drops off here and you can see slope and slope there. So uh, forward again, please. Um, so that's the Eastern elevation. Um, next slide. Northern elevation is here looking at the deck. As we can see, definitely need a repair. The railing's really folding over here and steps are pretty dodgy and um, the wood itself is all, all pretty old. Um, if we go to the next slide. So one of the main things for um, the nonconformity permit and something that the applicant needs to prove is that this is a legally ex existing deck and is a pre-existing nonconformity um, that was not built illegally without permits. We've got uh, a permit here from 1979 from the city that clearly shows that the deck was there. In fact, the deck that we're looking at today was probably the one built in 1979. <laughs> you can see again the north elevation right here and the east elevation, very similar. Um, so we do have documentation on file with the city that this is a pre-existing nonconformity. Next slide, please. Um, this is also visible from the permit on the site plan. Um, apologies for the quality of the site plan. Obviously, it's pretty old, 1979, but it's the same permit number here. Here's the address, and you can see that the deck is right there, right up against the property line, slightly hanging over. Next slide, please. Um, the applicant was also able to find some... Um, documentation at the county level from the county assessor records from the 1980s showing the deck on some plans here um, which you can see it's again tougher rendering but that is the footprint of the building and the entry deck into on the side right there next slide please finally um, the city also approved um, a zoning permit in 2020 for the replacement of this deck um, that was um, applied for by a different owner um, in 2020 and approved by the department at that time. That permit has since expired, expired a year later as it was a zoning permit. Um, and then when the new applicant um, bought the home, new owner bought the home and the applicant applied for the deck, um, I actually caught that it was hanging over the line and in the setback and requested that they, you know, pursue a nonconformity permit to get this replaced and legally replaced. So um, next slide, please. With that recommendation is staff recommends approval with uh, our required uh, CDD conditions. Um, staff has determined that the proposed project meets the requisite findings of section 1062.070 governing nonconforming structures. Uh, documentation of the existing nonconformity is on file with the city and the county. The proposed project reduces the existing nonconformity to extent reasonably practical, which is one of the conditions, one of the findings. Um, and while it still provides access to the entrance of 29.7 Crescent, it eliminates um, the encroachment onto the adjacent property. Um, it also fits the neighborhood character and matches with several other non-conforming entries on the block. As we saw previously in the in the slide, these are a lot of narrow, long apart, uh, long property parcels, and uh, a lot of them have entry points that go up rather steeply and are built into the setback because there's really no other choice for some of these properties. So, um, with that, we recommend approval of the non-conformity permit. Thank you very much and happy to take questions. Thank you, Mr. Mendich. Uh, just a quick question, uh, clarifying this. Uh, when you take out the deck, what's gonna happen on the abutting, what, what are they putting back on the abutting property? Uh, are they just filling it in with mulch? Are they, is it still inside their fence? What are they doing? So that is a pretty steep, it's a drop off right there. So it kind of drops down pretty quick. So there's gonna be, the deck's just gonna replace like for like with, um, with Trex decking, which is WUI approved um, rather than wood. And um, the idea is to try to keep all of the construction on that side of the property and not encroach onto any neighboring properties. But I don't think there's gonna be any mulch or anything put down. I can let the applicant speak on that in a second. Okay, and the, I only I asked that question because I point out 
than the public works conditions. They added something that said, all work shall be performed only on the above mentioned property, but in order to get the deck off of the abutting property, they obviously have to probably work a little bit on the abutting property or something. Potentially, yes. And I think if, if they need to do that, then um, I think we have an agreement in place with the neighbor that that's going to be okay to, to be able to get over there. And again, I'll let the applicant and, and the owner discuss that a little bit and okay. answer those questions in more detail. But um, obviously the majority of the work they're going to try to stay as much on the property as possible and you know pull it back and keep it towards that way and keep all the construction there. There's really not, again, with the way that the property is kind of situated in that little valley we pointed out in the Topa survey, it's really steep right there. So there's not a lot of work you can really do from the other side. You kind of have to be on the 27, 29 Crescent side to kind of pull that stuff away. Cause that's the surface you have to work with. Cause it is a pretty steep drop there. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. Uh, questions of commissioners, uh, commissioner fellow. Uh, thank you chair. And thank you for another great presentation. Uh, I just want you to confirm if you could, I didn't see any public comment come in on this in writing. I just wanted to, ask you as the planner if you had any communications with any neighbors or anybody within the sphere of influence. Yeah, thank you for the question, Commissioner. No, we have not received anything. We did do the noticing 10 days in advance, 300 um, foot radius, posted the site as well physically, and we had no comments from any neighbors or anyone else in the community. Well, I certainly appreciate the project and I appreciate the applicant being proactive in taking care and cleaning up um, you know, uh, their, their property here in Sausalito, we have a, a number of these circumstances and I really appreciate the applicant uh, being proactive. So no more questions, chair. Thank you. Uh, thank you, commissioner Feller. Uh, uh, any other questions from commissioners, uh, with that, we'll have the applicant do his present, his or her presentation. Thank you, chair. Thank you, commissioners. If you could give your name and ad address for the record and you have up to 15 minutes. And if you have, if there is any public comment, if you want to reserve any of your time and uh, whatever time you don't use can be reserved for right. response if there is any public comment. Okay. Thank you very well, much. Thank you, uh, Pine Commission. Uh, staff did a great presentation on describing our project. Like, like he mentioned, all we're doing is building it, bringing it up to conformance. Right now we are three inches over the adjacent property owner we have full communication with the neighbor. Uh, they're very friendly. They understand that we're fixing the project. And um, to answer the chair's uh, comment about does the owner, uh, are we going to be on this side during construction? We might be a little bit. Um, the owner is, we already spoke to them in writing. The owner is here, has very good communication with the, with the neighbor. Um, like I said, we're trying to fix the three inches over. We're trying to just stay on our property. And at the same time, we don't want anyone falling. We don't want anyone getting hurt on, on the site. So it's really just building like for like. Um, we plan to make it, you know, it's gonna look beautiful. So that that that's our goal. So everything um the 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 owner does have experience in building. He's very has a lot of experience. So project should be short. So that there should not be a lot of noise. It it should be quick. With that, I hope I answered everyone's question. Uh uh, thank you very much. Uh, with that, we will open it up for public comment. Anybody in the audience wanting to comment uh, should fill out a speaker card. Uh, seeing none, anybody on Zoom should raise your hand in the Zoom application. Uh, Director Phipps, is there anybody on Zoom? Chair, we have one raised hand. That is Robert Metzger. Robert, um, please yes, unmute yourself uh, and you will have three minutes to speak. Thank you. 
Uh, I'm uh, Robert Metzger. My wife is uh, next to me, Patty Kloski. We are the the uh, new owners of the property in 324 Sausalito Boulevard, which is one of those that uh, has been encroached upon by uh, this deck. Um, you know, we're kind of new to this uh, process. We're not living in the property now. We're making plans to bring it up to spec, the permits, and get city approvals as necessary down the street on an apartment, Second Street, right? So um, first, uh, you know, we, we looked at the staff report from the Planning Commission, which said that the encroachment uh, onto adjacent properties would be removed. But um, then I, I heard it said that uh, during this hearing that the encroachment would be reduced. Uh, we would like it to be removed as opposed to reduced. Um, second, uh, we were aware that the owner was considering uh, this uh, action, but um, we've never agreed to it uh, in writing. We were informed, but there's no written agreement. Uh, our principal concern is making sure that there's uh, no encroachment when the work is done. We do not expect to be resident during the period of the work itself. We've got a long way to go in our own planning process. But you can understand that uh, it's important to us to have the encroachment uh, completely removed as opposed to reduced but remain. Thank you. Oh, and I and my wife mentions since I have a, just a second. So we want also, of course, to be sure that after the encroachment is removed, that there will be no damage or hazard on our property that was the subject of encroachment but now will be changed by the construction that's necessary to uh, build the new deck. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that the encroachment will be entirely removed. Um, that is how it is proposed in the plan set. I don't know if it was mentioned reduced or not reduced to the extent of removing it entirely from the properties. And again, um, there are two properties that, um, are overlapped. One is the neighbor at 21 Crescent, which I believe um, Mike and Fernando have had more contact with um, rather than yourself at 324 Sausalito Boulevard. But I'm also wanted to turn it over to the owner, Mike, here to just say a few words about that. Well, you should take a okay. public yes. comment first. Uh, yes, we're, are we, uh, any, uh, Mr. Metzger, are you done with your public comment at this point? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, with that, uh, we will turn it back over to the applicant. We had how much time remaining? Pardon? 14 minutes. We have plenty of time. And, so, and and just for the record, there are no additional public comments. There are no additional public comments. So we'll close the public comment portion of this hearing, and we'll turn it over to you as the applicant, and you can use up to you. You've got up to 14 minutes. <laughs> no, it, it, it'll, it'll be short. I'm Mike Kunzek. Hi, I'm, I'm the owner of 2729 Crescent. Um, just to clarify that the encroachment would be removed and it would be off of come bring it back to the property line to zero and to uh, elaborate on the situation where you said the removal as far as getting onto their property to do so at the present time there's actually nothing built physically in the ground on their address okay it is actually cantilevered out okay and the actual posts sit back approximately about a foot from the property line 
But um, the way we're going to build it, the post will be cantilevered. It would be cantilevered, I believe, uh, two feet. We have a two-foot cantilever. So there's no encroachment whatsoever onto their property, not even a surcharge uh, from the soil. So um, anyway, with that, um, that's all I wanted to get clarified. And uh, it is steep. We couldn't stand there if we wanted to. We wouldn't want to. But right now, I believe it's ivy and dirt. <laughs> Okay, that's that's all is there, but uh, I would definitely now to picture this though the building was built in 1947, and I don't know if it was over the property line at that time or not, but in 1983 there's a permit list there of all the permits that were pulled. There's a permit a permit pulled in 1983. Um, it doesn't have documentation other than the permit paperwork. But that was to replace the stairs and the steps at that location. Now, in 1979, it was remodeled again and built over the property line. I mean, those must have been the days where you could do whatever you want. But we live in a different time now. We don't build onto the neighbor's property. Um, but uh, having said that, it has been over the property line for many, many years. And we plan to pull it back to where it belongs. And we've already had building approval to have... A, a less than 36 inch travel or pathway to the door so we've kind of covered our bases here anyway that's that's it i appreciate i appreciate you guys thank you very much it's my first time to speak in public so i'm a carpenter by trade <laughs> okay thank you so much uh with that with the public hearing closed we'll bring it back up to the dais here uh i will point uh the commission the direction of the attached re uh, resolution and conditions of approval i will note uh, which I raised during the session that item three has a statement says all work shall be performed only on the above residence property. I would encourage the commission that we take that sentence out. This is under public works because the rest of that paragraph indicate if any work is anticipated to cross the property line, they should get and submit to DPW a legal written authorization. So with that, we don't need the first sentence, which is confusing when we know it's over the property line. And so if we take that out, the rest of it solves the uh, uh, the issue that was raised by the abutter because he wants to make sure he's contacted, which he would be under this condition. With that, I turn it over to Commission to, of Thoughts on what you want to proceed or if you want to do a motion. Make a motion to approve the project with the stated edit from you, uh, Chair. Thank you. Is there a second? Second. Okay. Uh, any questions? Uh, uh, Director Phipps, can you please call roll? Happy to. Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Saad? Yes. Commissioner Graff? Yes. Commissioner Filler? Yes. Vice Chair Junius? Yes. Chair Luxembourg? Yes. Motion passes. Congratulations. Uh, uh, thank you very much. Our next item is adjournment. So moved. Second. Second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you. Have a good evening. Thank you, commissioners.